I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Steelers released cornerback Arthur Millette yesterday, which opened a floodgate of questions. What is their plan at corner? And why and how are they going to address their biggest concern on defense, which remains the slot slash nickelback position? What's going on, everybody? I'm Noah Strackbine. Thank you for jumping on to Steelers to go your daily to go cup of Pittsburgh Steelers news and analysis. Find us on YouTube.com slash all Steelers talk and subscribe anywhere you get your podcast today. We're talking about the Steelers' likely plan at corner because I think at this point they've revealed themselves. And at this point, just knowing what we do, hearing what I have heard, and talking to people inside and outside of the building, this is the plan that I have seemingly addressed in my head and believe that the Steelers will follow in 2023. And obviously, I've been wrong before. I'll be wrong in the future. But with this one, I feel pretty good about it. I feel like the Steelers have an idea of how they want to approach the summer. Obviously, things change. Guys show out. Guys don't show out. You have to make adjustments on the fly, as Mike Tomlin always says. It's a hardcore plan. Light on your feet. Steelers motto through and through. But heading into the summer, heading into OTAs, mini camp and training camp, The Steelers have an idea of how they want their cornerback position to play out, and this is how I believe they see it. Obviously, the release of Arthur Millette leaves an even bigger gap at slot corner, one that the Steelers, they have to replace. And people have tossed out names. Chandon Sullivan, the corner that they signed during the draft from Minnesota, is the name that everybody keeps talking about, is this guy is the end-all, be-all. He will fix things. Well, let me tell you this, and I don't know what Sullivan is going to bring in Pittsburgh, and 30 starts over the last three seasons is definitely promising. However, if you're upset with the fact that Arthur Millette cannot cover well, quote-unquote cover well, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and that was his biggest issue on the field because this is a guy that had 59 tackles two sacks and two forced fumbles a year ago so clearly when he got physical it worked out well but when he did try to cover when he was a coverage corner he had a 51.1 grade on pro football focus not very high Sullivan had a 53.7 coverage grade last season for PFF even worse and in Minnesota's absolutely awful Secondary, he was probably the most alarming name on the field when you watch the film and talk to people who analyze that team year in and year out. So maybe Sullivan does come in here and prove that 
it was just the place or, you know, he's he's had a bad year. It happens to everybody. We'll get to Akella Witherspoon at some point. These things happen. Or you could look at it and say, and this is how I view it. The Steelers had too much time on their hands during the NFL draft. I get it. They were making moves and they were making calls with so on and so forth. I think Omar Khan was so far ahead of the game that he needed something to do. And they were probably already in talks with Sullivan before the NFL draft and decided that they will finalize it or someone in the building will finalize it during the draft when they had extra time. So they did so. I don't think it was the big, oh, if you sign somebody during the draft, they are part of your plan. I don't think Sullivan is a hardcore part of anybody's plan in Pittsburgh. I think he's an option. And he was an option that allowed the Steelers to let go of Arthur Millette early because that's all they did. He asked for his release. They respected a veteran who has a very good name in the city of Pittsburgh and inside that locker room and is well-respected and said, hey, yeah, if you want to go catch on somewhere else, if you believe that you could go make more money somewhere else, then go ahead and do it. And I believe that Arthur Millette probably will get signed elsewhere and will have a decent contract and will continue to play in the NFL because he's, even if he he isn't the greatest coverage corner, he's not the worst, as you could tell from Sullivan's PFF grade. So you could get him on the field. He's worthy of a spot on a roster on almost every team in the league but he didn't want to be in Pittsburgh. That's okay. So where do the Steelers go now? Well, if it's not Sullivan, this is how I see things breaking down. The Steelers obviously want to utilize Patrick Peterson everywhere, and I don't think they want him to specifically be a slot corner, but at 33 years old, at some point, you have to accept that father time catches up to everybody. Nobody's as fast as they once were. Nobody's as dominant physically as they once were. Patrick Peterson is obviously a unique specimen. He is an alien in the NFL and one that does not classify with the rest of the cornerback generation or whatever you want to say. Everybody breaks down, but just like Cam Hayward continues to define time, Patrick Peterson is allowed to continue to define time until proven otherwise. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Then the Steelers have two rookies that I think they want to utilize. Obviously, Joey Porter Jr. is going to be part of this defense, and he's going to be a part of the plan early and often, and the Steelers have major outlooks for this guy, huge upside, and they probably expect him to be starter capable right from the start. Corey Trice, on the other hand, is a seventh-round pick that they do want to turn into something, and they aren't going to give up on early or quickly. They're going to let this guy try to prove himself, and they're going to create opportunities to allow him to do so. Still, he's a seventh-round rookie, 
coming off of a couple of injuries throughout his college career. There's some question marks, but he's 6'3", and he's super physical, and the Steelers love that he can move inside, outside, and possibly play some safety. They're going to try. They're going to do their damnest to try and find a spot for this guy. So the Steelers' starting lineup, the outlook, let's talk about it. On the outside, chances are that they start off their rotation, we'll call it, with Levi Wallace as the right cornerback as he played last year and Patrick Peterson as the left cornerback on the outside. Those are your starters. Levi, Patrick Peterson. But much like Cam Sutton bounced to the inside in years past, Patrick Peterson will do so this year. He will move inside. Joey Porter Jr. will move to the outside, and that will become your three-man cornerback group. When the Steelers need a nickel or a slot corner, Joey Porter Jr. is on the outside with Levi Wallace, and Patrick Peterson is in the inside. Corey Trice Jr., in my opinion, has an upper hand on Chandon Sullivan to be that second slot guy. Now, if Sullivan proves, hey, I'm starter capable, I am that guy, I am good enough in coverage and off the edge to be a starter slot for you and for the Steelers, then he replaces Patrick Peterson and Patrick Peterson remains on the outside. But I don't think that the Steelers view that right now. I think heading into the summer, heading into OTAs, rookie minicamp, so on and so forth, the Steelers plan because they obviously have one. They're not going to walk in there and just say, well, whatever happens, happens. We'll figure that out when the time comes. They have an idea. Their idea, Levi Wallace on the outside at the right corner, Patrick Peterson on the left corner. When Patrick moves into the slot, Joey Porter Jr. bounces to the outside. Corey Trice Jr. beats out Chandon Sullivan, hopefully, and I think the Steelers feel the same way, hopefully, and is the second slot guy, the second nickel for the Steelers, who could also play outside, probably play a lot of special teams, and play a little bit of safety if need be, but I think the safety position's pretty log jammed at this point. It's hard to find more places for them. Then you get into who is the remaining guy. Who is that fifth corner that makes the team? And a lot of guys, they're going to name names and they're going to talk probably negatively about every one of them. But the big two is James Pierre and Akella Witherspoon. Those two will be the two that compete and have a real opportunity. Obviously, Chris Wilcox is on the field. Madre Harper is on the field. And Duke Dawson, who spent last year on the practice squad, is also on the field. All three of those have an opportunity. I think it really comes down to Akella Witherspoon versus James Pierre, who could beat out who this summer. And I'm not going to say either one of them has an upper hand, but I will say that the Steelers had high expectations for Akella Witherspoon a year ago, and I don't see those expectations fading, especially if they have an opportunity to utilize this guy as a third outside corner or fourth outside corner and really just be a role player. People talk about Akella Withers down year like it's the end all be all. And this is the this is the end of Akella Witherspoon's career. He can never bounce back. And at this point, it's over. You might as well shut him down, trade him because nobody in Pittsburgh wants him. I think it's a little rough. I think it's very aggressive. It matches football fans. I get it. You know, I was a football fan my entire life. I know what it's like. But at some point, you have to think, well, maybe my expectations are a bit high. Maybe my judgment is even higher. You know, Akella Witherspoon did have a down year last year, but he played most of it on a suffered hamstring injury that I could tell you personally 
I know was bothering him because I watched this guy limp around the locker room and the practice field trying so hard to return to the field and just not be able to do it all year long. And to come in against A.J. Brown and get absolutely no help over the top from Minka Fitzpatrick or DeMonte KZ or Terrell Edmonds at all and get absolutely roasted your first game back from a hamstring injury against probably the third or fourth best wide receiver in football. I'm not blaming that one on Akella Witherspoon. Could he have done better? Obviously. Were the expectations high enough to do better? No, not, not realistically. They shouldn't have been. Anybody who looked at that situation and said Akella Witherspoon should have played better, he was in the right opportunity, you weren't paying attention. Akella Witherspoon had a rough year. He had a 42.8 PFF grade in coverage last year. It was rough. It was really bad. It was as bad as it gets. But the two years before that, the guy showed flashes. And what I've been told and have learned about Akello Witherspoon is that this guy does have some serious upside, like serious, serious upside. And if he could hit it, he's as good as it gets on the outside. When he doesn't hit it, he's, he struggles, as most do. But the two years prior, he had a 79.8 and an 80.9 PFF grade in coverage. That's pretty good for a guy that you are now looking at as your third or fourth option on the outside. Actually, it's like as good as it gets for a guy that you're looking for as the third or fourth option on the outside. And while people aren't going to be happy about that remark, it's true. If the Steelers could look at Akella Witherspoon, which a year ago they looked at this guy as the guy, the guy who should be better than Cam Sutton, the guy that should be better than Levi Wallace, that they could build this secondary around. That's how they viewed Akella Witherspoon one year ago today. They aren't that far off right now. Do they view him as the guy? No. But do they view him as a piece? Probably. They likely see him as the best opportunity to round out a very impressive cornerback room on the outside, they still have serious questions at the nickel, and I don't know how Patrick Peterson's going to play. I don't know how Shannon Sullivan's going to play or Corey Trice Jr. is going to play as a rookie. Serious questions. The team's biggest weakness is hands down the slot cornerback position. But on the outside, to have Akella Witherspoon as your fourth guy, maybe even your third guy, that is as good as it gets. That is a quality name to have out there. And the Steelers see that. And the reason that they haven't even discussed anything about moving on from McKella or have released him at this point, even though they've signed a boatload of other corners, is because they see that as well. They understand that the salary cap situation is not deadly for them and that they could figure everything out moving forward. And this year is already taken care of. So unless you have to move on from McKella Witherspoon, you're not going to. So that's how I see the Steelers. Levi Wallace, Patrick Peterson with Joey Porter Jr. coming off the bench and Peterson bumping to the inside. Corey Trice Jr. hopefully beats out Chandon Sullivan, and I believe the Steelers hope that as well, and then Akella Witherspoon and James Pierre compete for that final spot. But as much and as impressive as James Pierre has been from time to time for the Steelers, Akella Witherspoon has way more upside, and he has way more potential, and when he's on, he's, he's really on. And the Steelers see all of this. So things look gloom. Gloomy at the corner when it comes to the slot. Things are concerning still, and there are plenty of questions. But I think that the Steelers have a plan, and I believe that their plan is starting to come to fruition. And they're looking at it, and they're pretty eased, and they're pretty relaxed about the whole whole ordeal. I think the Steelers likely look at their cornerback room 
like I just explained. 